ac nos ipsius defendi presidiis et ita tuis inherere obsequis ut omnium hostium superatis in civilis perpetua pace litenia. Grant that we may be defended by his patronage and so cleave unto thy worship that overcoming all the snares of our enemies we may rejoice in thy everlasting peace in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost amen we celebrate today one of the most glorious popes of the Catholic Reformation. In fact, Pope St. Pius V, Michael, was a contemporary of your father, St. Ignatius. What can we say about this extraordinary Pope who belonged to the order of preachers? He was by his religious profession, the son of St. Dominic. Pope Pius V, I think, had in superabundance that gift of the Holy Ghost that we call fortitude. He was not a man easily cowed. Pope Pius V implemented the decrees and disciplinary dispositions of the Council of Trent, and he asked the Church to be mobilized in the prayer of the Rosary against the enemies of the Church, and in thanksgiving for the miraculous response to his what shall we call it, Rosary Crusade, he instituted the Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary on October 7th. But all of this aside, as impressive as the accomplishments of Pope St. Pius V are, we have to go to the collect of the day to get to the very heart of what the Church would have us understand on this feast. You know, the collect of the day, it's, it's exactly the prayer that God is just waiting to hear from our lips. It's the Holy Ghost who inspires the prayer of the Church. And in the collect of the day, we have, what shall I call it, a kind of distillation of the prayer of the church on any given day. When a substance is distilled, you, you get to its essence. And so in the collect of the day, we are given uh, a distillation of the prayer of the church. And so potent is this prayer that the church makes us repeat it. Oh, of course we pray it at Holy Mass, but at every hour of the divine office, throughout the day, 
the collect goes up, expressing, articulating those groanings that the Holy Spirit stirs deep in the heart of the church. So we have to look closely today at this collect. It employs very strong language, and it, it makes one stand up and, and pay attention and say, this is some prayer. Today we pray, O oh God, qui ad conterrendos ecclesiae tue hostes, O God, who to crush, who to pulverize, how's that? The enemies of thy church. That's strong language. May not be politically correct, but it's what the Holy Ghost inspires today. O God, who for, there's a sanitized translation that says overthrow. But the verb really means to crush beneath one's feet. O God, who for the crushing of the enemies of thy church, and, here comes the second part, and for the restoration of the beauty of thy cult, worship, the beauty of the sacred liturgy. Uh, we see in this the, the twofold work of Pope St. Pius V. On the one hand, he had to crush the pernicious errors of Protestantism that were making their way from the north. He had to defend the church against the incursions of Islam coming from the east and from the south. And this he did principally, principally by means of prayer and by prayer to our Blessed Lady. But also he set about, the Latin says, restoring or repairing, repairing the worship of thy church. You see, when we get the worship of the church right, we get everything else right in consequence. The brothers know, Lex Orangi, the way we pray, the way we worship, comes first. And out of the Lex Orangi, the worship of the church comes shining doctrine, what we believe, those truths upon which we can stake our lives. Then, out of doctrine comes how we are to live. But we have to get the divine worship right first. And this is why Pope St. Pius V so wisely devoted himself to repairing the liturgy of the Church. So we say in this collect that God chose Blessed Pius, a supreme pontiff, to do these two things, to confound, to crush, the enemies of the church, and to repair her worship. And then we come to the punchline of the collect. We make our petition. And what do we ask? Grant that we may be defended by his patronage. Yes, of course, we want the saints to protect us, to shield us from adversity. I, I have the image of Pope St. Pius V standing in front of the church, and he, he is in some way a bulwark. 
And so we get behind him. We get behind him in order to be protected. And then we, we say in the prayer, And so cleave unto thy divine worship. The Latin says, in here to the worship of God. Become one with the words we say and the actions we do in Holy Mass and in the Divine Office. If we may so cleave unto thy divine worship that overcoming all the snares of our enemies, enemies in this collect, you have to take it in context, it refers to the enemies of the Church represented by Protestantism, certainly. It represents the darkness that comes over those places where the false religion of Islam is in control. These are enemies, yes. We mustn't be afraid to say it. The Church makes us say it in the collect of the day. But also the invisible enemies. Your man below, the devil. Have no illusions about this. He's always plotting, always looking for a way to bring us down. And so we pray for protection, too, from our invisible enemies. But then we add that overcoming all the snares of our enemies, we may find joy. We may rejoice in thy everlasting peace. This Everlasting peace has the last word in this very strong collect today. The last word is given to peace, to an everlasting peace. And that peace is not something held in reserve for some time in the future. We will have the fullness of that peace in the glory of heaven when God admits us to the contemplation of his face, but we are given already here and now a foretaste of that peace, principally in the prayer of the Church. This is a singular grace of what Pope St. Pius X, not Pius V, but Pius X, called the uh, participation in the liturgy of the Church, he called it the primary and indispensable source of the Christian life. And one of the fruits of that cleaving to the worship of the Church is a peace that the world cannot give. It is, the, it is precisely that peace that is offered us today in the sacred liturgy, in the Word of God, sung and preached, but how much more in the adorable mysteries of our Lord's sacred body and precious blood, offered in sacrifice, given us in Holy Communion, and adored in the most holy sacrament of the altar.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost.